Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moores, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mo with an attitude. And by Hy-Vee. The world's best tailgating begins at Hy-Vee. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning, every Friday morning at 7.30, leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Now, let's get you into the Chiefs Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by the Kansas Lottery. Dream bigger. Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. Yeah. Welcome to our Chiefs Kingdom Show in front of the sellout crowd tonight. Independence, Missouri, 23rd Street. On the largest network in the National Football League, and I love it when the Chiefs Kingdom show replicates what GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium is like. Last night, we just carry it over to tonight, right? Feels like a game night in here. Uh, It's awesome. We have this score just in breaking news. Chiefs 20, Titans 17 in overtime. Crazy game. Crazy game. In its own way, crazy, but it was a rock fight like every time we play the Tennessee Titans. 91 plays officially run by the Chiefs. 101 were called by Andy Reid. We're going to talk with Coach about that in a second. 101 plays. I'm glad we got like 800, but we used 101 of the 800. Uh, 68 pass attempts by Patrick Mahomes. That's a Chiefs record by 13 passes. 43 pass completions. That's an all-time Chiefs record. Mahomes runs it in for a touchdown to get us within two. That... That was 
huge. And it was also second best in NFL uh, Chiefs history with his ninth rushing touchdown. Only Alex Smith has more, and he has 10. So Patrick could tie that this week or surpass it if he gets two TDs rushing. Uh, also, most passing yards in NFL history. Uh, Patrick Mahomes has that in his first 71 starts uh, for quarterbacks in their first 75 starts. Uh, Mahomes is 35th 300-yard passing game. That's the most in the NFL since 2017. And Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, yes, over 100 yards receiving again. 32 100-yard receiving games. That ties Rob Gronkowski, a Chiefs Kingdom favorite, not so much, uh, for the most by a tight end in National Football League history. And uh, so it was crazy. The Chiefs down for much of that game, and then the defense was able to stifle the Titans after a couple long runs by Derrick Henry and Malik Willis with some RPO kind of zone read plays. The last 23 plays of the game, the Titans had 38 yards and one first down. Okay, that is huge. And when the Chiefs Bolton like goal goes beast mode and gets a stuff on a run in overtime, a sack, chases him down, uh, chasing down Malik Willis for a sack. When you get those kind of defensive plays, Carlos Dunlap, Chris Jones, on and on, uh, Trent McDuffie on the fades, you were able to put the hammer down, baby. We have got an awesome show tonight because one of my favorite all-time Chiefs, one of the all-time right tackles in NFL history, is going to be my guest later in the show after we talk to Coach Andy Reid. Mitchell Schwartz is here tonight, an all-time Chiefs favorite. Also, his wife, Brooke, is here tonight. We have got so many awesome folks here. The geeks are here. Uh, the Red Coders are here. Uh, Paul is here. We are joined, too. We've got a group that is joining us, right, uh, that is joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. Is that correct? Uh, they're joining us. Uh, so uh, join us with us on video. Uh, I want to mention, too, this week is a big week uh, for the Chiefs' kingdom because we'll play the Jaguars Sunday at noon, finally a noon Sunday home game, first time all year. But it's our salute to service game. And the Chiefs have been the leaders in this uh, for years uh, in leading the way in salute to service to honor our veterans and to honor those who currently serve and to encourage those who will serve. But this year's patch, I put it on Twitter, so those of you who follow me on Twitter Facebook can see it. I'm wearing it tonight. Uh, but it is to commemorate the 50th anniversary of Captain Robert Thomas, who was the father of the late Derek Thomas, NFL and Chiefs icon in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Captain Robert Thomas volunteered for an air mission uh, and was shot down in his B-52 Stratoforus, fortress, I should say, part of Operation Linebacker, uh, and uh, his plane was called Charcoal One. It is depicted on this patch that will be worn by our guys this Sunday and will be able to be, uh, some of the fans can be able to pick this up as well. Our equipment staff, and Mitch and I will talk about this later, are second to none in the league. Cale Kirby is a young man who works for Allen Wright in that equipment staff. He kind of started these special designs for our patches. Uh, with the Gold Star Mothers uh, patch for those who were lost in action back in 2016. A lot of you remember 2018, the 100th anniversary of the end of World War I. We played the Arizona Cardinals 100 years later to the second 
of the day World War I ended, and we rang 21 bells at 11 o'clock on the November 11th when the uh, World War I ended on the 11th month, the 11th day, and the 11th hour. It was an amazing time. That patch, which had the poppy, think of Flanders Fields, uh, was worn that day by our players. But as those bells rang for a 90-second period of time at GEHA Field at Arrowhead Stadium, all of the players who were warming up stopped, all of the Arizona Cardinals and all of our guys. And it was an unbelievable moment. Um, but we're anticipating that this week as well because, again, we remember the 50th anniversary of Captain Robert Thomas who gave his life, and now we have actually more uh, indication that he was able to save uh, much of his crew by continuing to pilot the plane after it was hit with a surface-to-air missile. The pilot was killed instantly, but Captain Thomas, who was the co-pilot, able to keep it flying. So that's going to be the story. You're going to hear that story and more throughout this week. But it's time to uh, get ready to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. A reminder, we're here at Hy-Vee in Independence on 23rd Street. Score big savings with Hy-Vee and the Chiefs. Shop Hy-Vee the day after a game or the night after a game. We get 20 points yesterday. It works if you win. You still get to save 20 cents a gallon. Any $20 purchase, the more we score, the more you save. So we'll put 40 on the Jags this week and kind of get back the average. Anyway, we'll talk about more about Hy-Vee tonight. Again, we're at Independence, 23rd Street. Come join us. We'll wedge you in, sell out crowd, but we'll make the fire marshal nervous and get in here because we'll have Mitchell Schwartz on later in the show. When we come back, though, we're going to check in with our fireside chat with Big Red himself, Andy Reid, after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Line of scrimmage between the seven and the eight. Quick snap. They throw it right flat. Hardman in the backfield. Jitterbuck moves. Stretches out near front pylon. Touchdown! Kansas City! Hardman, who had the three TDs against San Francisco, gargles the sweet nectar on the Chiefs' first touchdown of this game. Welcome back to the Chiefs' Kingdom show. Tonight we're in Independence at the Hy-Vee at the 23rd Street location. In just a little bit, we'll hear from Mitchell Schwartz, who can tell you all about tough games against the Titans. But first, our chance every Monday night to talk with the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid, after a 20-17 overtime win last night over the Titans. Coach, just overall, your thought, you, I mean, you predicted this. Every time we play these guys, it's like a scrap. Yeah, well, Mike Vrabel does a heck of a job with that crew, and he, he was um, he had his uh, young quarterback in there who actually is going to be a real good player um, and that running back. So he, he was pretty good. Um, but I, I was proud of our guys uh, for doing the way they did. So our defense stepping up to the plate, playing like, uh, uh, you know, like a championship defense plays and, and uh with the exception of a couple of runs, it was it was in a dominating fashion. So I I, I like that uh, offensively. I, I love the way the guys stuck together and worked their way through uh, some ups and downs. Um, you know, the run game wasn't wasn't clicking last night, but the pass game uh, we we're we were able to hit on that a little bit. So with 470 whatever yards, so it, it worked out. Uh, it worked out okay, and the offense ended up with a hundred some plays, and the defense ended up with forty-seven. So, um, you know that that part was positive. The thing we need to clean up are the penalties that we shot ourselves in the foot 
on the first few series and you know you, you have all these yards and then you you take yards away from yourself it's um you, you can't do that and, and win consistently so we've got to take care of that and there are a lot of things we can clean up and become even better and then our special teams i thought did a did a good job we, we had a couple of missed field goals, but that's not going to happen or an extra point of field goal. That's not going to happen very often with Butt. So he'll, he'll get that straight and then had the big field goal at the end to win the game. So that was, that was a good thing. You've been in this game almost your whole life. How many times have you had to call 100 plays and how challenging is that? <laughs> well, you have to repeat a few. I'll tell you <laughs> that, that, uh, that, um, there were, it makes the game plan look small. You start <laughs> scratching plays off, and, uh, um, and if the run game's not clicking the way you want it to, then uh, you gotta you get a lot of passes there. That you gotta you gotta call them. Good thing you got like eight hundred plays, Patrick. Yeah. Patrick in this game to do what he did. Let's just take those runs. I know the four forty six passing, but just the warrior mentality. I put that out after the game. This guy and what he showed. Uh, to just grind this thing out. Yeah, listen, I mean, he's a tough-minded kid. And here here you are in the fourth quarter, overtime, 100 plays, all this stuff. And he makes these long runs. So, and makes these beautiful throws. And those are things that most guys can't do. And that's what makes him special. Uh, at the most important time. And I, you know, I, I tell the coaches this all the time. I, I've told you, know, you and I know this, but uh, uh, never be complacent with that part. I mean, that this is, you're seeing something special. And so enjoy every minute of it and respect it because it's, uh, he, he's a, he's a special guy that way. Well, she just gave me chills saying that. I mean, I felt that in talking to him after the game last night, and he wanted to talk about the defense. I mean, he's such a – but I want to ask you about on those runs because when I looked at back of the video, like McKinnon or Juju, I'm a receiver in a split second. I've got to decide, is Patrick running or is he throwing it? And then if he's running it, i got to make a great block, do it in space and not get a penalty. How challenging is that for those guys to immediately make that move? Yeah, no, it's tough. It's tough on the old line too. That way, uh, you know, you're asking them not to get downfield, and, uh, but at the same time, they're paid to block people. So <laughs> they, uh, they they've got to you know be smart with how they handle it, just like the receivers do. But our guys have a nice feel for it. Um, McKinnon, likewise, the running backs have a good feel for it. So they and, and you know it's funny because when you have new guys come in, like Tony comes in this week and, and he's never played with Patrick. So, so he's looking at this going, this is, a, he's amazing. I mean, I turn around the balls right here. The next minute I turn around and he's running down the field. He goes, you know, he goes, uh, it's, uh, you got to stay on your toes at all times. And as a result, he gets in and has a couple of real nice blocks, you know? So, um, he picked up on it fast, but it's, it's unusual. That's unusual. And the tough catches. You dial up five different guys in the game tri- tying drive, and in overtime, Gray gets his 27-yarder. How tough were those plays, and how much has that helped these guys grow? Yeah, well, no. I mean, that was a great catch. Um, mm. 
he kind of brought it to himself. It was a, uh, you know, kind of a knee deal. He, he's a, we knew he was a good receiver. The fact that he's such a good blocker is uh, something he's really worked on. Um, and I think being around Kels helps too. Mm-hmm. know the freedom that he has to play in space and that. And then Kels and Juju, I mean, those two, you know, I said after the game to the team, I, I you know, complimented the defense, obviously, because uh, we, we played so well there. Um, but then I said, don't, don't forget about this 40-year-old tight end or whatever he is <laughs> over here playing 100 plays, you know, and this guy over here trusting him, <laughs> you know, that he's going to be there and not have rigor mortis set him, you know, so <laughs> – yeah, uh, you know, no, that's uh, but you know, to watch Juju and he kind of play opposite each other's knee, I mean, they, they do a nice job of that. And uh, they might have tugged on Kels throughout the night, too, one or twice, once or twice. Uh, the defense, yeah. Yeah, the defense, you alluded to it, but 23 plays in the second half, 38 yards, one first down. What about the rally and the recovery by the defense from first part of the game to the way that game ended? Yeah, so, you know, um, the first part, it was really two runs. It was two long runs. Um, and so after that and in between that, it, it was very consistent and good hard-nosed football. So I didn't think... Uh, you know, there didn't have to be a ton of changes that took place. It was just to eliminate the big, big plays. And the guys did a good job of that. They just kind of committed to themselves that we're, we're going to do a better job with our lanes and, you know, and better job tackling, whether you're second level player, secondary level player or linebacker. And I, I think that all the guys, it was more of a mindset there than a whole bunch of changes. And how big it was it? You, you'd mentioned the pregame show, just the discipline that's required against these guys. I mean, they got the zone reads with Willis and then the big plays. But how much did that discipline improve on the backside? Or how much has a guy like Dunlap or the Colin Saunders, what he did, how much did that just manifest itself last night? Yeah, no, that, the depth there. Um, and, and Colin, I'm, I'm happy for Colin because the kid lost uh, this weight, got himself in a great shape is having a heck of a year. And then Carlos, um, he's just revving up here. He's been doing this a long time. So um, he's just kind of getting used to what we're doing here. And he's very, very smart. And he loves to play. You see that on Sundays. He he loves to play the game. And he got got in there quite a little bit and had a couple of nice plays, you know, for sacks. So it was was good. But, yeah, that listen, I, I was so proud of those guys and how they, they went about their business and take, they did take care of the backside, the cutbacks, the nakeds, the key, you know, the quarterback pulling the ball and keeping it with the RPO game, uh, stayed disciplined. Safeties got up in there and, and uh, weren't afraid to jump in the pile uh, of big people and did a nice job there. What'd you see from McDuffie? They took shots at him at the boundary. He hadn't played 30, 32 snaps is all he'd played. What'd you see from him last night? I thought he competed. I thought he was in good position. Um, He went up through the receivers as opposed, uh, and I'm saying up through the receivers and not through the receiver where you get PIs. So I thought he did a nice job of that. And then Bolton's play, when he reads the screen, I mean, if it stays right where it's at, 
Coach Vrabel may try a 55-yard field goal, but that play took him out of strategy. Bolton's play there and to recognize it. Yeah, it was a great play. He got and he got small there, that which is important. You're dealing with the lineman pulling out, and there's a certain skill to get yourself and your body narrow and low and and maintain leverage so you can just bust through that. And he did it for you. First of all, he read the play and then he he was able to get small in there and 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 hit big and that was uh that was important. He also credited he credited the coaches too of just prepping him. He said he saw it, recognized it. Um how big of that is his personal preparation and then your coaching staff on that side? Yeah, well the guys did a good job. He's got Brendan Daly as his coach and 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 uh Ken Flagel. And so they uh those guys they they've got a lot of great experience and uh they they're able to share all that stuff with them, but at the same time the players have to retain it and study it. And and uh, so there's gotta be a good working relationship between the two of them and the two groups. And that, that, that's the most important thing. Coach, what's the greater good as push on here the rest of the year to win a game like that. Um, people say win an ugly, whatever, but it was a rock fight, but you won that game. Um, and you've won different ways this season. What does it mean going forward? Yeah. So when it's all said and done, it's a, you know, it's about winning. Um, uh, the game. I mean, that's, that's what you do and why you play the game. So, uh, not all of them are going to be, uh, pretty. And, and then it comes down to who, who sticks together and, uh, the work ethic that you've put in, in preparation and, uh, and determination. So I, I think that's important. That That's what that game was. That was not, the prettiest of games, um, but the guys hung in there and kept coming, and that that's what was important. You alluded to special teams, Townsend, another big night, but then you had Dion Bush that made three kickoff team tackles inside the enemy 20. Um, just those kinds of plays and how they can kind of get lost in the shuffle of these other discussions. Yeah, Dion had a couple of real nice plays, and, and so um, – that's one of his primary jobs on this team. He's a good special teams guy, and and he he takes that very serious. And so, uh, I thought he had had some nice plays in there. Here come the Jaguars. Doug Peterson, his crew, some good young players on his team, and they rallied yesterday. Uh, what about Jags coming in here? Yeah. So I mean that that game tells you the whole story that that Doug's having an influence on them, the grit that they have. Uh, the trust they have in their coaches. Uh, they, they were down by, what, 10 or 17 points, whatever it was there, uh, against the Raiders, and they, they came back and and won the game. And, and the guys were flying around, jumping up and down, celebrating. You could tell that they trusted the schemes that, the, that their coaches had given them just by their body language and execution. So, um, you know, they'll come in here fired up and, and ready to go. Uh, they know Doug coached here, so there'll be that little bit of motivation too. And and um, you know it's important that we have a good week, good week of preparation. I mean, that's our guys will see the tape. That's one great, great thing about this is they'll put the tape on. They'll see what kind of athletes that they are. What does the Chiefs Kingdom know? I need to know about this team, though. Our team, the fact that there's a toughness to them that maybe is underrated. 
Yeah, you and I talked about that during during training camp. Just that I, sure. I felt like they were, and you could feel it when you're up there that, that there was they showed up, and and there were a lot of new faces, man. I mean, these guys hadn't been through something like this. New faces, and they and they they kept showing up. They were they were half dying out there, but they kept showing up. So they were tired and and sweaty, and minds were weak from the whole you know, grind of training camp, their bodies were sore, but they kept coming and they kept coming and they got better. And, you know, they trusted each other. They got to know each other. They stayed together in the same dorm, ate together, you know, did this whole thing. And, and so now you're banking on that. This is when you need that right now. And that, that foundation and, and, but you can kind of sense that that's what they're going to be. And, and now, now you got to finish it. We're just sitting here at the halfway point. So you gotta, you gotta keep growing. Let's keep going, you know, keep growing with this. So the kingdom's watching this. That's what, that's what's happening. They're, they're seeing this, uh, in technicolor, doggone it. For those <laughs> that remember that. So it's, it's right there in front of you to, to watch. And, and, uh, and, uh, it's exciting that way. Coach, thanks for being with us. We're going to let you get back to work on the Jags, but, uh, great win yesterday. Let's keep it going. All right, Mitch. How are those redheads? <laughs> They're out here. All right, head coach Andy Reid. We'll be back with Mitchell Schwartz, Chiefs Kingdom Show tonight in Independence on 23rd Street. Back after this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Third and nine, Chiefs at the 14 of the Titans. Tight slot left side. Kelsey flex to the right side. Mahomes stepping up. He's going to scramble 15. He's at the 10. Cuts back inside the 5. Mahomes rolls into the end zone. Touchdown! Kansas City! A 14-yard scramble for a touchdown. Mahomes kept this drive alive with a 20-yard scramble. And now he gives the Chiefs a chance to maybe tie it on a two-point conversion. Yeah, getting chills tonight now. You hear that call and all of this spirit tonight at the high V and Independence on 23rd Street. And man, what a gutsy run by Patrick Mahomes and then a gutsy two-point conversion run at a gutsy third and 17 run for 20. Those plays were all huge. And speaking of a, not huge, is a pers- but his persona is huge. And by the way, before I get into that, there's a couple things I want to mention so I don't forget about it. Nick Price is running our network control room headquarters right at NASA. Uh, he's running that tonight. Nick's his birthday today, so happy birthday, Nick. We can't see you, but that and Jeff Nolke. I don't give Jeff enough credit. Jeff's over here in the corner. He's our IT guy to make sure that you get to see Coach Reed via Zoom. So Jeff is over here, uh, one of our all-stars. Speaking of all-stars, I'm so thrilled to have him here tonight as a guest, a four-time All-Pro selection in a brilliant career that spanned a decade really one of the iron men of the National Football League during his time and really throughout history, and truthfully, one of the great right tackles in the history of the National Football League. Welcome tonight, Mitchell Schwartz, number 71. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> so awesome to have you here tonight, Brooke, uh, your awesome wife. But this Titans game, we're going to talk about that first because you <laughs> You know about these guys, and you know what when you're going to play these guys, what the game's going to be like. So that game probably didn't surprise you last night. No, I mean, it's always a physical game against these guys. It seems like 
it's kind of become a quasi-rivalry. Like, the teams clearly don't like each other. I know we'll talk about, you know, defensive tackle versus the offensive line. Uh, but there's some bad blood. There's some animosity, and it's built up over the years of these physical, these tough games that, honestly, we hadn't been winning in the regular season. So uh, it, it was ugly, but a win's a win. And, you know, proud of this team for being able to fight through. And, you know, it's, it's difficult that they show that stat during the game. I think this was the most consecutive drives Pat has ever had without scoring points. Like, that can get to you. And to be able to flip that switch at the end and do whatever you need to make sure you can get to overtime and then win the game, I think it shows a lot about him, shows a lot about the team. The Titans are the NFL's version of wedding crashers. They come in and pour motor oil on the wedding cake, right? They knock down the pinata before anybody can sing. That's just what they do. You want to have a NASCAR race at Kansas Speedway, they want a monster truck rally. So they're going to tug, pull, bite, pinch. And i got to mention this. I will never forget it. I can still see this as plain as day. Mitchell Schwartz had 7,894 consecutive snaps. 7,900 snaps. Snaps. Snaps in a row. I still see you coming off the field in Nashville against these guys. It's one of those things that just was emblazoned in my mind. But it was these guys. No surprise. Yeah, it seems like it's always these guys. They... Got after Pat, he got sacked into my leg and, uh, you know, one too many torn MCLs for me to keep going. Uh, but I was able to come back for the second half and, yeah, just a, another one of those games that it's always tight. It's always, that one was a little bit, you know, funky at the end of it. Um, but it's fun because you know you're going to be challenged. Like, you go into it. I think that's a misconception with, you know, now that gambling is a little more rampant and people are more aware of what lines are and what teams are expected to do. But, like, as an offensive lineman, you're looking at the film and you see, you know, 6'4", 280, 6'3", 280, 6'4", You're watching film. They're physical. They're fast. They play, you know, exceptionally. They've got a stud defensive tackle. And it doesn't really matter what the people think outside of the building. Like, you've got your work full and you know that this is a well-coached team. They're physical. They're tough. They don't like you. They're 5-2. and two, They're leading the AFC South. So every single time it's going to be a, one of those battles. And it, uh, it came to pass yesterday. Interesting of this front that we played last night. You played against these guys. Uh, Demarcus Walker uh, was with the Broncos. Mario Edwards was with the Raiders when you played for us. Jeffrey Simmons was with the Titans. That was his rookie year. I mean, these guys are all still in the league. And all, Bud Dupree uh, gets injured. Danico Autry played against him as a Raider and a Colt. Uh, they're still around and no fun to play against. No, and that's the thing. They've kind of stacked this defensive line, and, you know, they, they list it a little bit strange with the 3-4, but they've stacked it with very similar body types, so they can be interchangeable. You know, Autry has played defensive tackle in his past. Now he's playing more defensive end. Uh, you know, Bud Dupree is probably the quote-unquote smallest guy uh, this side of Harold Landry, who's out for the season, and he's a huge defensive end. You know, he's 6'4", 270, and all that. He's, he's quick. He's got a lot of power. They've got, again, 6'4", 280, 6'3", 280, so they're able to be a bit interchangeable. They're able to line up and really anything that you can and when you're an offensive tackle especially going up and you see a bigger defensive end you see guys who weigh a little more you think all right this might be a little easier for me in the past game because <laughs> you know they don't quite have the juice they don't have the quickness but no these guys know how to get, know how to get after the quarterback and again it starts at the top with Rabel I mean the the job he's done these past few years and this year especially with you know the quarterback situation and I know we'll talk about the defense but w what they present on offense to be as good as they are and to have this team as prepared as they are every single week, um, it's fun to watch them, and it was fun to, to watch our guys, you know, pull out that victory last night. Do you ever lose sleep a night before or the week during a game against a certain foe? 
keep you yeah, up at night. Yeah, you do. And, you know, usually it's more the individual matchup. Um, you know, Avon Miller or Khalil Mack or Bosa, one of those guys. But <laughs> this this is the type of game where it's an attitude game. Like, the technique doesn't matter as much. It, it's more about the mindset you're going into it with. Um, and so those are games that you kind of have to work yourself up into that. You know, me in particular being a little bit more laid back, a little bit more mellow. Like, you have to do something. And having a night game is both a good thing and a bad thing for this kind of game because you can work yourself into that lather and you have all day to do it. Sometimes it's hard to do it over that long of a period, or you kind of you know peak at 3 p.m. and the game's not till 7:20. <laughs> um, sometimes it's nice to just get up, get some breakfast in you, and, and go to work. And so, yeah, it's it's this different feeling. It's like you know that okay, my technique can be perfect today, but that might not matter because they're going to play bully ball. They're going to try to be physical. They're going to try to do something to knock you off your game. And I think that's part of what makes them so successful. That's what makes Vrabel so good. Is he can figure out exactly what it is that will throw you off like just enough because every time we play them, it's always like, oh, we shot ourselves in the foot or we did this. It's like, well, we've played them enough. No, it's not us. It's them. Like they're doing stuff to make us feel like we're off our game. So they've got some you know, special sauce in, in what they're getting coached and what they're uh, being taught on the defense line especially. And it, uh, it just comes down to you know, kind of a slugfest. And luckily we had, like you said, 101 plays called and then they only had 45. 101 plays. Big Red had to call in this game. You're a connoisseur of so many things. We'll get into this after the break. Of course, he's a connoisseur of food. He's a great chef. Uh, but connoisseur of offensive lines. And this Chiefs offensive line, uh, kind of an eclectic group in a way. I mean, you played with Wiley. You've seen these young guys grow. But going down the line, what do you see? left to right from Orlando Brown Jr. to Wiley and those guys in between. Yeah, I mean, coming into the year, probably top three, if not top five at the worst unit projected in the NFL, particularly the inside three. I mean, I think coming off last year, you look at Creed, the season he had, you know, PFF has him as number one, and that's kind of the thing that everyone looks at to quantify how good linemen are these days. <laughs> I think, you know. What do you think of that, by the way? Everybody's looking for some <laughs> empirical data on linemen, right? They always graded me well, so, you know, you got to trust PFF, okay, right? There you go. Um, like political polls, if they're in your favor, they're great. Exactly. If they're not, they're, they stink. But he, obviously he had a tremendous rookie year, and, you know, he's asked to do a lot in this offense, and he does everything and more that you ask of him. I mean, Trey is that physical tone setter uh, on the inside. You know, when I was there, we had a couple different guys who filled that role. We got Kelechi Assembly, who was the ultimate guy. Unfortunately, he got hurt, mm-hmm. and, you know, that – loss of physicality showed up later in the season and so Trey's the guy that sets the tone physically for everybody up front so it's good to have that you know Tooney becomes the veteran leader kind of the 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 guy who's always there he's the Iron Man now for them he's the uh, model of consistency and just does his job and it's technically sound and just makes it look good and then obviously Orlando's in a big year for him personally Um, you know who knows what the actual numbers were in terms of the contract extension but wanting to play his way into you know another deal and a massive deal to be a top eight left tackle and I think you know Wiley's played good ball he's you know kind of come under the spotlight a little bit the last few weeks for specific plays some of those aren't really his fault and you know being a guy who played that position I know what is really going on and some of it is he played three of the best four pass rushers in the NFL in like three straight weeks and that's a pretty tough slate regardless of who you are so I think the the group would look at themselves and say they're probably underachieving this year and I think that's great to know that that they still want to get better and especially this past game yeah you got 90 plays you're able to throw the ball 
But the run game, I mean, the running backs, what, like nine carries for 10 yards or something. So they're going to be dissatisfied with that performance. And this week is all going to be, you know, physicality, getting those double teams down, um, you know, assuming they have energy to, to go through a batter practice on Wednesday. Oof. I, may, I don't know. He may throttle it down. Uh, just, but the difficulty playing offensive, and I, I'm going to say difficulty, but the offensive line in this system, and they had to do it yesterday several times, when Pat's scrambling, okay, because, like, you've, you can't go downfield, uh, or the screen game, or the RPO game. What does that require from an offensive lineman to know this sense of timing to know exactly when I've got to stay, or do I release and maybe get a downfield block that could get Patrick into the end zone? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that um, becomes important to understand the concept of the play, the angles of where you're supposed to be, and then also adjusting on the fly. And that's where Pat leaving the pocket, or that's where a guy um, understanding, you know, on this RPO, there's a chance he hands it off. There's a chance he throws it quickly. But there's also a chance that, like, he has to pause for just that tick to allow a guy to come open. And I need to know that my technique has to reflect that. And so it's coached, it's honed in, but there's so many different moving parts that it can be a little bit tricky. And, you know, I think that's probably the underrated thing with this offense is how much those guys have to ingest and how much they have to manifest on the field against all the different fronts. And, you know, pretty much week to week, you're getting something different from the defense than you're used to because um, teams scheme the Kansas City Chiefs differently. You know how this works, though, when you rally, though, to get – you go back and beat these guys in a rock fight. You know how it is. And they avenged, they avenged you. They got, you, they got your streak. The 7894. <laughs> I'm still mad at them about that. But the Chiefs offensive line were able at the end to put the hammer down. Baby, you got it. And if, thanks for not hitting the table. Coco's the only guy that did it. Uh, broke the table. But you see how good he is. We come back. We're going to get into the other side of Mitch. Mitch in the kitsch uh, and the chef. That is with us tonight. Again, Mitchell Schwartz, our guest tonight on this Chiefs Kingdom show. We're in Independence on 23rd Street, getting ready for the Jags and our Salute to Service Week. We'll be back with more after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. 17-15, Chiefs down by two. 2.56 to go in the game. Chiefs going for two to try to tie it. Mahomes. Holding it. Now he's going to sprint for the far side at the pylon. Did he get in? Are they going to give it to him? And they give it to him for a two-point scramble at the far front pylon. It's Mahomes running the ball to tie the game after running the ball to get the Chiefs in a position to tie the game. Big night for Patrick Mahomes. His level of passing and running together, getting a touchdown running and throwing his touchdown passes had it not happened in the Super Bowl era to throw for that many yards, account for that many yards, and have a rushing and, and uh, passing touchdown uh, in a single game. So awesome there. I don't know if Mitch, again, Mitch Schwartz is our guest tonight along with his gorgeous wife, Brooke, but the Kingdom Bundle is a big deal. I don't know if you have tried this, the Hy-Vee Kingdom Bundle. We did this, and I mean, the pork chops were awesome. Uh, it's this Kingdom Meat Bundle, four burgers, four pork chops, four brats, Four chicken breasts, all just 30 bucks. They're in this Kingdom Bundle, great for a tailgate. Have you tried the Kingdom Bundle, Mitchell Schwartz? I have not, but that food sounds fantastic, and the price is even better, so I need to get me one of those. It is. I mean, it's uh, it's good stuff. The pork chops were to die for. Even, I could even screw them up, <laughs> but I even 
made it through at that. Anyway, uh, let's talk about your culinary career here. Uh, it's always it was together with your uh, football career. Where are we at on uh, Mitch in the Kitch? Yeah, I've got more time to, to cook and to do some recipes. Flip side is I'm working out a lot less than I used to, so uh, figuring out the right quantities and making sure I'm not eating too much. But, no, it's something that I, I love, and it's really fun for me, and I find it's a great way to kind of keep active on social media and connect with people and talk to people because, you know, for the most part, most of us love eating food, and a good amount of Chiefs Kingdom loves cooking food as well. So my recipes to share is great, and then I get people's feedback, and that's the most fun for me is learning new things, learning new recipes, and especially in the barbecue world, you're able to, I mean, everyone's got their own little, you know, secrets and tricks of the trade, and so I'm always looking for that perfect brisket, that perfect rack of ribs, and I'm able to post about it. People are able to give me some feedback, let me know how I did, let me know what they do, and, you know, I can try it the next time, so that, that's what keeps me going. What's the strangest thing you've had requested of, like, try this or make this? Ooh, um, you know, the things I struggle with, or anything that's like wrapped or stuffed because I'm as much as I cook I'm still very much like a, a temperature guy so even though I'm cooking steak I've cooked steak a bunch like I still get my thermometer and I want to make sure it's the exact temperature that's my biggest pro tip when you're grilling or you're cooking any sort of protein is just use a thermometer because there's no other way to know that it's done except for this is the right temperature so once you you know you get a rolled flank steak and you add some cheese you add some spinach and some other fun stuff it becomes a little bit difficult for me to know exactly what that interior temperature is. You know, you talk about pork chops and this uh, hy bundle, you know, a stuffed pork chop is beautiful and it's, it's delicious, but getting that exact temperature down and making sure it's properly cooked. So those are things that other people do really well that I want to start trying a bit more. And uh, now that I got some more time, I can do it. So we've got a sellout crowd here tonight, right at the Independence hy -Vee. If they said, make us your best, thing what would you make for this crew tonight Ooh. i would make ribs on the smoker i oh. think that's what i do best on the smoker oh. and then i'd uh, ah. yeah i'd yeah. fire up probably some some pizzas i think pizza is the most oh. underrated thing that people don't cook for themselves at home i think the dough is a lot easier than people think and i mean everyone loves pizza and so if i want it with pepperoni and sausage i can do that if you want it with you know pepperoni and pineapple you can do that and we can make sure that everybody gets exactly what they want Pineapple on pizza needs to be outlawed, <laughs> but I'm with you. I'll go with the uh, the meat lovers. So we have fake Andy Reid tonight here. He's here tonight. Yeah, Coach. What would you make for fake Andy Reid, and what would you make for real Andy Reid? I think it's the same answer. It's got to be a cheeseburger, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be uh, a little worried to present Coach with my you know official uh, cheeseburger, but I'd probably do it a couple different ways. I'd do a you know a nice double smash burger for him, and then I'd do a nice thick juicy one for him as well. So people on the plane ride, there's a lot of food to eat uh, when we go on these charters. And this became a Twitter thing over the weekend. Like, what did you take? Did you take the cheeseburger that Coach Reed wants with Kelsey, or do you take the chicken? What would you take? Cheeseburger, uh, usually two, you know. <laughs> mm. If we were so, if, if it was a Saturday or it was, you know, Wednesday or Sunday that we were traveling, I would take a cheeseburger or two, and I would try to make myself feel better and go low carb. So I'd take the bun off and just eat the uh, the meat and the cheese. And then after the game, it'd either be a victory double cheeseburger or it'd be uh, eat my sorrows away double cheeseburger. But I would take that one, I would eat the bread. I would make a double stack, add the lettuce, add the tomato, add the, the onions, the ketchup, the mustard, 
the pickles and uh, make a, a big old double cheeseburger for myself. And like I said, either celebrate or try to make myself feel better after a loss. It's comfort food. When you were getting ready to play Von Miller or Khalil Mack, what would you eat? Just about everything. You know, Brooke <laughs> will tell you, uh, you know, food, as you can probably tell, is a, an outlet for me for stress. And so we always – so the way it works is you have to weigh in on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And so I was someone – I don't fluctuate like a ton. Um, so I was pretty much within my range. And, you know, Wednesday and Thursday I kind of knew what to eat and the combination of food and practice would get me in the right range. Um, but after weighing Friday morning, you can pull the plug and, <laughs> you know, we get some, uh, some big food. And so the Chiefs offensive line, we typically have, you know, food there Friday morning for after weigh-in. You know, Friday afternoon, you get some time off. You're able to do date night and go out to, to eat some good food or, you know, cook at home and, and have some fun. So I'd eat meals. I'd snack on, you know, salty, crunchy things like chips. And then I'd probably have dessert and <laughs> do that as well. So just ate whatever I could to, to feel good because I knew the stress was coming. We're going to close this way, uh, and I talk about Brooke. I mean, what a just a terrific life partner, but the fact that you guys decided to stay here, um, you announced your retirement officially on July the 14th of 2022, uh, but you guys have decided to stay here, and you're flourishing now. Just that part of your life as you move on. Yeah, we didn't quite know where we wanted to go. You know, from Los Angeles, she's from Cleveland, um, to places that we considered. There's a bunch of other places that you could go and live and, and have fun. But when it came down to it, it just Kansas City felt like home and it felt like the place we wanted to be, the, you know, the place we had the most connections, the most good feelings, and we just wanted to be here. So we ended up, you know, finding a place and two and a half years later, we're finally living there, but we are, you know, still in the renovation <laughs> process. So hopefully by the end of, uh, you know, this, this winter, we'll be able to, to wrap that up. And yeah, it's just, it kind of solidified after the Super Bowl that this was, you know, the right place for us long term. And we were able to, you know, find another house to start renovating. And it just has kept solidifying over time that that was the right decision. So very happy to, to be here and to make this our long term home. I got the tour of the home. It's very much Mitchell and Brooke. It's so <laughs> cool. Uh, and it's just awesome. It fits you guys. And Kansas City is also a place where Mitchell Schwartz forever will be able to put the hammer down. Thank you so much, the two of you. And staying here, being here, just the pillars that you guys are. Thank you. Bless you, brother. Thank you. Always great to be here with you. Number 71, Mitchell Schwartz. Right tackle deluxe. Right tackle forever. Uh, We'll be back to wrap things up and get you just a few announcements. We get ready for the Jags. We'll be back after this. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Fourth and 26, football at the Titans 9, 20 to 17 Chiefs, 2.13 left in overtime. The Titans must have 27 yards here. Willis throws it near side, it's broken up, it's broken up, it's broken up, and the Kansas City Chiefs have rallied to beat the Tennessee Titans in overtime, 20 to 17. What a win, gutsy win, tough win, rock fight win. Mitchell Schwartz laid it all out for you. How tough it is to beat these guys, and Lajarius Sneed was the man that broke that pass up. Big shout-out tonight. We've got people that are following us tonight on Facebook Live in Phoenix, Arizona. So thanks to those folks and our sellout crowd. Uh, A reminder, this is a big week. This is our Salute to Service week with our noon kickoff against Jacksonville. I'm wearing the patch tonight. If you go to Twitter, I'm easy to follow, at Mitch Holtis. I put the picture of the patch 
uh, on there. It is the 50th anniversary of Operation Linebacker. It was the operation where Derek Thomas's dad, uh, Captain Robert Thomas, who was not supposed to be on the mission, volunteered on the mission, uh, lost his life on that mission, but he saved the crew, part of his crew, after they were hit with a surface-to-air missile. Uh, and we've now got accounts. You're going to hear this throughout the week uh, about Captain Robert Thomas and his bravery and the bravery of all of the women and men who serve, have served, and will serve. Jags, Chiefs, let's keep it rolling, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight here on Independence at High V at 23rd Street. Thanks to Mitchell Schwartz and to Brooke Schwartz. They're awesome. Thanks to fake Andy Reid. Thanks to all of you. Keep that spirit up. Let's go, folks. Thanks for joining us on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by High V, the world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show. As a reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danon Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show presented by the Kansas Lottery. Green Baker. This is the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 